All right, everybody, we're going to get real with you right now. We heard you all like top five lists, so we decided to put a top five list on top of your top five list and give you an all-new top five list in your top five list. Word. (laughs) (laughs) I used to like that show. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Down the way, around the corner, just waiting to club you right over the head if you act out of line. <laughs> it is none other than Vito, and then the uh, the damsel that causes distress. <laughs> Not. <laughs> you do if you want to. Okay, maybe a little. Yeah, a little bit. It is none other than Megan. Yes, and we're here to finally, at long last, do our top five. Not the top twenty to. 16 not the 15 to 11 not the 10 to 6 but the top five we made it yeah we did we finally made it like running montage (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't think any of those made it into my top five no no (laughs) maybe i wouldn't be surprised if it made it into yours knowing you (laughs) you you do like those kind of movies but uh yeah no top five favorite personal favorites movies of all time Mm -hmm. how do you guys feel about this you've had a little bit of time in between the last one and this one do you still looking at your list do you still feel good about it oh yes yep yeah these are without a doubt these are concrete Mm -hmm. okay you yeah yeah i think so there's the there's only one movie and it's the one that when i made this list i was vacillating back and forth and back and forth until finally i was like okay enough i just (laughs) made the decision but there's one movie and it's actually gonna my number five that one could have changed with a couple of other movies that were in okay the six to ten but you know it's fine it is what it is it's in there it's a it's in there (laughs) so yeah Fuck it, without further ado, let's not waste any more time because I know we've got a lot to talk about. We do. Let's do it. All right, so we are going to go with... Number five. Zowie. (laughs) Feeling alive. Yeah. Number five is alive. Oh, God. That is definitely... Damn, I forgot to put that on my list. Dude. I honorable mention. I don't know if I'd say I hate Short Circuit, no. but I really dislike Short wow, Circuit. Wow, dude. Yeah. So good. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Boy, here we I'd, go. I'd have to watch it again. I haven't seen it since I was probably in my 20s or something like that. But I know when I was a kid, I, I all these other kids I knew, they were like, that movie's great. I'm like, that movie fucking sucks balls. God, that movie's terrible. Give me like Explorers, you know. Explorers or, is good. Or Last Starfighter or something. That's like that. not good. You did you, what? You <laughs> don't like Starfighter? the Last Starfighter, dude? No, terrible movie. <laughs> oh shit! Well, I, I see how this is gonna go already. <laughs> Megan's like, give me Mac and me. <laughs> I can do Mac and me. I mean, that's it's pretty funny. Wow. This doesn't bode well, folks. This does not bode well at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to do like we did with the other ones. We'll start with Vito, then Megan, and end up with me. So, Vito, what is, I got to know, because I have no idea what your top five is. What is it? Well, before we get to what it is, let's ask some questions about what it is. Okay. Who is he? What is he? And where does he come from? 
I I don't know. Robocop. Nineteen eighty seven. Robocop. That makes sense. Wow, it's only number five. Damn. Dude, this list is primo, man. So it's <laughs> Yeah. I mean, wow. f- folks, let me just state for anybody that may be like new to us or doesn't know, I like Robocop and Vito are sort of like one. Yeah, they're kind of I mean it's behind Megan there right exactly I mean there's 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 RoboCop (laughs) stuff there's RoboCop stuff all over this place so (laughs) to only make number five wow okay well tell us man so I saw this at a very young age which you probably shouldn't watch at a very young age because this movie is incredibly (laughs) violent Yeah. yeah it's grim and then I saw like the unrated version like the director's cut which is even worse oh geez yeah so the thing with this uh, director Paul Verhoeven is he likes to take violence to the extreme to make it almost a parody, and that that's his whole shtick. And it's very um, the whole movie is kind of a parody about society, and it's very satirical and it, and it's it's representation of society in the future and commercialization and stuff of products. It's it's an incredible piece of film. It almost never got made. Even the director didn't want to make it because he read the title. He's like Robocop. Wow, that sounds like a shitty ass movie. He threw it, <laughs> he threw it in the garbage, and his wife ended up reading it. And is like, hey, no, 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 you should actually listen to this and read it because it's actually a really great story. Hmm. It is a great story, and that's why it's number five out of twenty for me. No, it's a great story, RoboCop. Man, it's a fucking classic. It's it's an you know what's interesting about that movie is it's another one of those ones, which is a case of a lot of your movies, but um, some of mine too, and well, all of ours actually. I hadn't really thought about this until now, that a lot of our top 20 movies are ones that when they came out, it's not that they were, not to say that they weren't successful in a way, but they weren't like highly regarded movies. Mm-hmm. You know, think about you with things like Labyrinth, Labyrinth. or Beetlejuice mm-hmm. even and stuff like that. Like they, they did well, you know, to varying degrees, mm-hmm. but now they're considered like absolute fucking classics. Classics, yeah. And that's kind of how RoboCop was. Like when RoboCop came out, I mean, I was older, obviously, than you. So I rem- I was a teenager when that came out. And that was right in my wheelhouse, you know. And I remember we liked it. Me and my buddies liked it. But it was one of those things that people were sort of like, oh, you know, that was like, oh, that's just determined to be like a Saturday night pizza and a movie rental for you know, 16 year olds kind of thing. It's not, it's not going to go beyond that now, dude, RoboCop is huge. Didn't they make a fucking statue of it and shit? Yeah, they did. Oh really? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, They erected an actual, like up in Detroit or something. Yeah. 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 Cause that's where the movie's based on. Right. Stuff. So, Mm. right. So, I mean, yeah. Cause dude, I'm, I was young because I remember distinctively watching RoboCop two in the theater Right. And it came out in 1990, and I was only, what, eight? eight. Maybe even yeah. seven or whatever when it wow, came out. Wow, you were so, real young. Yeah, and it's not a movie for a six- or seven-year-old to be watching. Man. No, no, <laughs> no. Well, again, that's that's another trend in all three of our lists, isn't But it, it had robots, so I think that's what kind of got me into it. it Ed 209 is such a fucking badass in that, in that, in that movie, you know? It was a different time. <laughs> I, yeah, the 80s, I mean, they made toys specifically for kids for like aliens and Predator that were super violent and were not for kids at all. But... Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> couldn't do that now. No. No, 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 no. It's, yeah, it's a totally different kind of thing now, although now it's just video games. Yeah. But, but, but everything's more scrutinized now. They wasn't scrutinized like that back then. Mm-hmm. They were too busy worrying about rap and heavy metal back in the 80s. <laughs> they weren't, you know. Like, oh, my kid can't buy that Motley Crue record, but I just let him get a ticket to go see fucking RoboCop right. 2. 
<laughs> nothing, nothing bad could come of that. Right? You know. Oh, that's a great choice, man. Yeah. Okay. I'm just surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised it's in there. I'm surprised it's at number five. So, uh, just hold on to your fucking hernia belts, folks. <laughs> We're in for a ride. <laughs> yeah, Megan. Yes. What's your number five? My number five. I went with a flagship. Okay. 1981. Yeah. The flagship movie, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. That's a, you know, well, I mean, gosh, we've talked about that movie so plenty. much. I, yeah, I really don't have anything more to say other than it's a fucking amazing and I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a go-to for me. Fucking Harrison Ford. That's all I gotta say. Alfred Molina. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me the idol and give you the whip. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's man! Just, I, you know, you 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 know me. I love the action adventure, and then you throw in a couple like history in with it and stuff like that. I'm got me hook, line, and sinker. I'm in. A little bit of treasure that, hunts. Yeah, and a little bit of that kind of salty romance kind of yep. stuff mm-hmm. because you the like rugged man and can the fall in love and the with. feisty woman, uh-huh. very romancing the stone and all that yep, shit. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing a pattern now. <laughs> After hearing this list of yours, it's like, oh, okay, it's all coming together yeah. now. You know how to hook me. Yeah, that's a great movie. Now, obviously, you guys were way too young. Well, you weren't even, Vito wasn't even born yet when that movie came out. <laughs> you said 81, I was one. Right? Yeah, 81. 81, yeah. So you were like a infant. It was a diaper still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I saw it at the theater multiple times. And did you guys ever get a chance to see it in a theater? No. Oh wow! But if it's ever in there, we're fucking going, dude. It's so good in a theater. I mean, even yeah. I mean, obviously we've seen it hundreds of times. But if we get the opportunity, I think we should just because it's such a cool experience seeing that movie in the theater. It's it's made for that. It's one of those movies that's made for that. I mean, you could probably say that about all the Indiana Jones movies. I was just going to say, I'll, I I hope they do like it, a whole trilogy. I'd even do number two. Just yeah. through that screaming. Yeah, number <laughs> just two. Just to see all three in the Even theater. though number two is a bit of a number two. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, you know what, though? It's funny because I loved that movie when I was a kid. I loved really? Temple of Doom. Saw it at the theater the week it came out and everything. Loved it. It just hasn't aged well. No. But Raiders is is timeless. It really is. I, I, I enjoy number two. I just don't enjoy her constant screaming, which is funny because as a little girl, I was constantly screaming. <laughs> my dad was like, Jesus Christ, stop fucking screaming. <laughs> it was my thing. That's what I did. <laughs> That's kind of funny. You must have got it all out of I you did. back then because now it's like we're like, Megan, talk. Do something. <laughs> stop sitting there. <laughs> like she's just glaring at everybody not saying yeah, now i just stare at everybody they're like what <laughs> screaming in her head at a young age not to say anything <laughs> <I know. laughs> she's like now i just scream in my head right. all the time <laughs> it's funny no i i obviously I'm like, bitch i'm the screamer not you <laughs> stop screaming so much yeah but yeah obviously all three of us i know agree with raiders because it's just one of the all-time best movies. It is, and we did our own little spoof of it. It that's was amazing. Still, still top <laughs> top of our. That's teasers. still one of my favorite things we ever did. Yeah. That came out so fucking good, <laughs> folks. If you get a chance, go. Maybe Vito can add a. We'll add a link or something. Yeah. If you get a chance, go back. It was one of the very first things we ever did for this channel. Was we did a uh, spoof of 
Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's really dumb. <laughs> it's amazing. It, but it's, it's amazingly dumb. It's amazing. Like all of dumb. our teasers are. <laughs> yeah, we need to do some. I really, especially. I want to do a follow up with yeah, summer sure. coming up and everything. We should do some sort of like follow up. Yeah, you know, we got to start brainstorming. <laughs> I could just imagine. But anyway, that's a great choice. All right. Well, what about you? Appropriately enough, my number five is uh, a movie that was created and everything by one of the creators of your number five movie. Yeah. It wasn't Steven Spielberg. No. It was the other guy, the other bearded guy. <laughs> and it is a movie that came out in May of 1980. I'm going to give you one guess what it is. Nothing. Come on. I know you, you give got- us our guess yet. Say is it. that all that bullshit? Empire Strikes Back. There you go. Oh. You weren't going to get it, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, I was going to get it. Uh, of course it is. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, th- I mean, and this is the one that I went back and forth on because I was like, I mean, I, for a lot of people, they're going to be like, Larry, it's fucking Star Wars. It's Empire Strikes Back. Of course it's in your top five. But for a long time, I was like, mm, I don't know. You know? This is the one you're him and hot about. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because there's other movies that I think had as much or more of an input impact on me. Possibly, it just depends on the day <laughs> and when you ask me, you know. Because I didn't put, like, I could have put Excalibur in that spot. Because, I mean, Jesus, do I love that movie. Like, and how important it was to me and a couple others, you know. But at the, you're looking at me incredulously. Cause, okay, because we just had this conversation, Vito. Robocop all over his house. Right. <laughs> if you saw this man's house, <laughs> it is nothing but Star Wars. So how could it not be in that top five? It's a weird thing, me and Star Wars. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like, yeah, it's like I'm just automatically, it's almost more like habitual than <laughs> than um, obsession. Because people would think like, oh, Larry's obsessed with Star Wars. And it's like, not really. I, I don't really watch it too often anymore. I mean, I've seen it enough times in my life. It could just play in my head easily. But it's not one of those things that I really um, obsess over, you know, or, or, you know, out of all the Star Wars movies, Empire is definitely my favorite. But it's not one of those movies that I'm like, oh, I, you know, like I that I get this super hard hankering to watch anymore. But I can say that about some of these other movies in my list where okay, it's like I'm more fair, I guess I more frequently uh watch them and feel like a connection to but here's a th- caveat being honest with myself I thought about it and why I ultimately made it my number five and put it up there was because I think that it's more of a case of burnout because I just think that I've been so overexposed since I was seven years old to this movie and to Star Wars in general that I feel a little bit consciously numb Mm. to it. But if I really am honest with myself, it's, yeah, it's what you just said. It's like, dude. Give me a fucking break. It's fucking Star Wars. Come on, man. Like, (laughs) you know, like you you would be excited to go out in the snow right now and play with your Imperial Attack Base playset. And, you know, now. At, at in my 40s and it's like yeah yeah i would yeah that's true <laughs> totally you know what i mean so you know i mean you know oh they're gonna release empire strikes back to the movie theaters it's like i'm there you know like <laughs> I, I, I so just yeah 
I don't think I need to give any kind of other backstory about this movie and my choice and everything. It's Empire Strikes Back. Most any, you know, serious Star Wars fan out there is going to sit there and say like, oh, yeah, OK, <laughs> that makes sense. It should be in there. So mm-hmm. that's my number five. I still remember standing in line with my mom at uh, River Oaks Movie Theater. Yeah. Uh, summer. Yeah. Or early. Yeah, May 25th afternoon or whatever it was standing in line for like an hour or something waiting to get into that theater. Hearing people talk about the movie. I heard these kids in front of me talking about Yoda and that he was this weird little green monster. I got all worried. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What is, is this? Is this movie going to get all scary on me and shit? Cause I oh, because, all right. Yeah, because Yoda didn't come in until Empire, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And they kept him under wraps. Like, there, you didn't know what the figure looked like. There were no early Kinda leaked like photos. Yoda. Yeah, like Grogu. Yeah, they kind of did the same thing. It worked both times, man. <laughs> But yeah, I heard these kids talking about it. Yeah, I heard a you know story about this little green monster Yoda, and like Luke goes to this creepy planet with them, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh shit! Like <laughs> I don't know about this. What did I get myself into? Because I was only seven, mm-hmm. you know, or just barely seven. Everything, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh man, come on, <laughs> Yoda's cool, <laughs> you know. Like I walked out of that movie being all about Yoda, like every other kid back then. I was like, Yoda's awesome. Can't wait to get a Yoda figure, you know. All right, that's a pretty good uh, five, a solid five, yeah. All right, well then, moving on to number four. It's pretty metal. That was pretty, uh, yeah, pretty uh, sore core right there. <laughs> all right, Vito, so. Your number four. What is it? So this one's from 2000. Oh, recent. It's about a mission to another planet. That With planet happens to be Mars. Mars. Yep. This movie is called Mission to Mars. Wow. Wow. That made it into the top five. Holy Above shit. Above Robocop. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> that's crazier than than my Empire Strikes Back <laughs> bullshit. That's crazy. <laughs> The, okay. reason, the reason it's above RoboCop is I've never wanted to become a cyborg police officer. Well, that's but... your fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's your shortcoming. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I have wanted to go on a mission to Mars, so well, this one... <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> and open and shut case. <laughs> Seriously. And we're done. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Good night. See you later. No, no, shut up. Just kidding. <laughs> And I've been obsessed with Mars and the face on Mars and, and thinking, what if an ancient civilization did, you know, evolve and, and, and live on Mars? Like, what would happen if we met them? And this movie answers those questions, and it's done so incredibly well, except for some of the CGI at the end of the movie. <laughs> but the the just the whole storyline of this team goes to Mars, disaster happens. One guy gets trapped on there for close to a year, if not more. Another team goes to rescue him, and they find him disheveled and just doesn't know what's going on. Almost borderline psychotic because he's been alone on a different planet right. for the last year and a half or whatever. And it's just an amazing story how they come together, go to the face of Mars, find out what happens, and you get this whole story of about life and how it interconnects, and it's just awesome. And there's one of the greatest death scenes, touching death scenes I've ever seen, in this movie, mm. and I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, right. but it's it's incredible. No, it's a great movie. Yeah. I just, that's like one that I would have been like, oh, that'd be like Vito's number nine. 19 or? Yeah, nine, or, yeah. or, or 12 or something like that. Not like, yeah, this goes past like 
Child's Play 2 and RoboCop. That's insane. That's fucking crazy. But I, it I appeals get it. to my sense of wonder and adventures. <laughs> there you, well, okay, there you go. Fair enough. No, that's mm-hmm. that's a cool that's a cool movie. But wow, okay, you just sorry. I don't even know what to say. I'm like so dumbfounded <laughs> by this. But, Speechless. Yeah, it's cool that it's such like a recent movie too. Because I know so many of our movies are kind of like older '90s and back and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. I have one movie from the same year that made it into my top five. So, see, not all twentieth century, twenty first century <laughs> movies are bad. There's, there's at least one for each of us that's good. Cool, Megan. Um, I went with a nineteen ninety six movie. Speaking of nineties, okay. I love this movie. Oh boy! So incredibly much because I grew up in Oklahoma. Oh, here we go, Vito. <laughs> Dodging these things left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding in storm cellars. Hoping somebody doesn't get sucked out of them. Mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to chase them. Okay. Of course. And it's a little teeny tiny movie called Twister. <laughs> it's Vito's favorite movie. Vito fucking hates this movie. <laughs> I just, I'm just not into weather. So that's why. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great movie if I sat down and watched it and really paid attention. I'm sure it's wonderfully made. I just, Whenever it's a movie about weather, I'm just like, nah. I don't want to watch it. So. Interesting. <laughs> and I guess it, it appealed to me again because I lived in Oklahoma. I dealt with these fucking things all the time. Right. And you think I'd be sick of them. But they're fascinating. And I would I would love to be a weather chaser and go chase these fucking things all over the place. Study them. Yeah. But stuff up in them so it sucks it up. <laughs> Driving some crazy truck with like all these contraptions. like With cows going around. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Flying cows. We got cows. Yeah. We got another cow. (laughs) I think that's the same cow. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely a Megan movie. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. It's a great cast. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Dude. Great music. Oh, yeah. yeah, We we talked about the soundtrack. We talked about the soundtrack. Yeah, really cool soundtrack. One of the best Van Halen, Hagar era songs is in that Mm -hmm. soundtrack. Yeah, I love that. Real heavy. No, it's a great movie. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess it kind of applies in the same way that you with your mission to Mars thing where it's like, well, you know, I've always been interested in Mars per- personally and you kind of relate to it personally because you live I want to run towards Stager. <laughs> yeah, particularly out in the middle of a, you know, a field. And... Oh, if I could drive through a cornfield? <laughs> Dude. That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> wow. I'm to- totally doing it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And don't call us <laughs> when you have uh, when you either find out you've got like engine trouble stuck in the middle of a cornfield, <laughs> stuck in a mud, stuck in the mud in a cornfield with a fucking funnel like you know nearby. Be like, guys, can you come get me? I can hide under a bridge and hold on to it. <laughs> That'd work. That would work because we in the movie it worked real well. It so did. I mean, it's got to be plausible, right? It is. It's exactly how this shit works. That's what they tell you. Go hide under the underpass. That's what they did. Dude, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt survived being in the middle of a fucking uh, a fucking level five cyclone with a belt attached to a pole. <laughs> it wasn't a pole. It's water lines. They go way down. They're way down in there. They're not going anywhere. Like ir- irrigation f- lines or yeah, something? They, yeah. yeah, okay. I wasn't questioning the fucking irrigation line. I was questioning- The strength a, of that belt? The belt. <laughs> You know, it's leather. It's very sturdy. 
tell that to the cow. <laughs> you know, jeez. Well, that's not leather yet. <laughs> wow. It's hide. It's like it's a th- difference. It's still stretchy then. This movie brought to you by Von Hagar. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, but anyway, there's some seriously implausible 90s shit that happens in that movie. But it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. And I love it. And I will watch it every time it's on. Okay. All right. Even if it's on Vito's house. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Vito. <laughs> I have one of those parental blocker things. <laughs> <laughs> is that why I can never find yeah. it? <laughs> wow. That's all making sense. Well, my number four is a movie that came out in 1977 because I'm all about the 1977 movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people might sit there and think 1977, that's when, you know, the first Star Wars movie came out, you know. Well, I'll tell you right now, in case you didn't know from the spoiler I gave in previous episodes, there's only one Star Wars movie in this list, and that was my number five. So, nope, there is actually a sci-fi movie that beat out Star Wars for me. And that movie is by Mr. Steven Spielberg and is none other than Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yep, that makes sense. Because it's one of the greatest cinematic uh, accomplishments ever fucking made. Movie's so good. It still looks good. I mean, yeah, you watch it now and it's it's dated. It's of its time and stuff. But generally, I mean, dude, when you watch that scene when the mothership first comes over Devil's Mountain, Devil's Tower and everything, and it fucking flips, it's like you watch it now and you're like, fuck, that still looks amazing. Hmm. The way they did the scale of it and everything. And I love the fact that this movie isn't heavy on those special effects. It's like a very human story. And it's very tense. You really, especially first time you're watching it, you really don't know at multiple times like where it's going to go. You don't know who's like a good guy and who's just going crazy and all this stuff. And then when you get to the ending where he finally finds the secret base, you know, spoilers, he finds the secret uh, government base on the other side of Devil's Tower in Wyoming. And you realize like, oh, my God. Like, we're going to get this big payoff here because you don't you never see the aliens through the whole movie. There's all that sort of, you know, you see they the times like when uh, the little kid Barry and his mom are being pursued by the aliens and stuff coming through the the air vent and everything. It's always shown from the aliens perspective. So you never see a hand. You never see anything. You know, you never even really get a good look at ships. You just see lights and stuff. So. Throughout this whole movie, you're just kind of like, oh, you know, there's not going to there's no payoffs here. And then the ending, you get like this big payoff. And it's not just like a special effects extravaganza. It's like really moving and very important to uh, Roy's story, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's story and everything. It, And then the fucking soundtrack again, stuff we've already talked about that fucking soundtrack. I, I submit that's. That's John Williams' finest hour Mm. is what he did with that, especially in as much as music is so integral to the story because they use the aliens, use those notes, musical notes as like a language and stuff to, you know, to find a mutual that's like they don't understand each other and talking. So they talk through music. And I'm like, and of course, I'm all about that. So absolutely amazing movie. I never get sick of watching this movie, which is rare. Yeah. I've seen this movie 
a lot. I don't know if I've ever actually seen it. Yeah, I've Wait. never seen it from start to finish. Wait, what? Yeah. Still? I tried a couple times. I just kept falling asleep. Oh, my God. Now, I okay, look, granted, it's kind of a long movie, and it's it's it's, it's especially at certain points, it's very slow paced. I get that, but yeah, it, it pays off. This movie is just kind of like, it has like this kind of big, what the fuck, you know, start, and then it's like this very slow, you know, kind of going over the top of the hill and then as it goes it gets faster and faster and faster you know what i mean so hmm. you get the big payoff at the end it's it's great i really recommend you guys watch it sometime because i still because you don't ever not talk about it it's i think it's the greatest <laughs> sci-fi movie ever made and that's saying something because i like a lot of sci-fi you and do. there's some amazing sci-fi out there so all right so that's my number four all right Vito, the big uh Trace. Are oh, you gonna do our, our our thing? Yeah, I can. You oh, you want me to do that? You want me to do a little sound effect yeah, thing? I do. All right. How about three? <laughs> All right, now Vito. Watch it go. <laughs> Woo! This is a movie from 1986. Okay. Oh. And it's about a bug hunt. <laughs> and this movie is called A Bug's Life. No, I think that was 1996. Oh. Arachnophobia. No, I think that was 1990. Yeah, right about. Yeah, yeah. 89, 90. Okay. Snakes on a plane? No, that was not a bug. 99. Yeah, I don't That's think snakes are yeah. bugs. <laughs> I think none of the things we brought up other than a bug's life was actually about bugs. <laughs> Spiders, Spiders are not are. bugs. Yeah. They are not bugs. They're, they're bugs. Okay. Anyway. They're nasty. I call okay. them bugs too, yeah, because okay. I don't like bugs. But this movie is called Aliens. Yeah. Mm. By good old James Cameron. Yeah, that's that's a fucking amazing movie. Fuck yeah. So, okay, what what more to say than a creature who has concentrated acid for blood, so no matter what you do to try to escape it and, and defend yourself, it's going to kill you in the end because it's going to splatter you with acid. We know you love an acid death. I do. Oh my God, does this guy <laughs> love acid deaths? <laughs> <laughs> and this movie doesn't have that many what I would call acid deaths. Well, I guess there's a couple acid deaths, but it's not what I would call one. You know, it's more of like a, I died as a side effect of the acid. It doesn't literally melt your body in an entire one scoop and it's done. So, But this movie has incredible weapons, incredible action, incredible characters, and an incredible cast that lives up to this day. And I love that it's all like practical effects yeah. mm-hmm. that are just incredible. I love the ship designs in it. Yeah. The drop ship. It's just, it's an incredible movie. The military aspect of it is really awesome. And just the idea of these military Marines in space going to eradicate a species because they've just taken over a colony that this corporation knew about, but deliberately sent the colonists there hoping that they would get infected by this organism so they could bring it back and profit on this bioweapon. Right. That's in fucking genius. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, that would never happen in today's world. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, dude, yeah, what a what a movie cuz I really love the first movie, but it's a the first movie is like a completely different animal. It's basically like a horror movie set on a spaceship, you know. Right. The completely different animal, the pacing of it, the the tension. I mean, that first movie's tense, but a different kind of tension. Um, Aliens is like, yeah, I mean, fuck. I, I think it's probably, for me, that's probably the best, like, sci-fi monster 
whatever you want to call I don't know what you would call that genre just sci-fi monster movie like again while I say the first alien is more horror but that's more like terror horror suspense whereas this is like action it's it's got everything Mm -hmm. in it and stuff yeah I think this is the best one I don't think they've ever they've copied this many many times and other franchises have tried to copy this movie i just saw godzilla vs destroyer from like 1989 or something like that and they totally ripped off this movie dude yeah. really <laughs> like for, yeah. yeah verbatim like this this team went in to go hunt for godzilla and all these little creatures came out and attacked them they all had like motion trackers it was like dude you're totally ripping off aliens yep <laughs> carnosaur 2 did the same thing but you know i digress <laughs> <laughs> you're like carnosaur 2 did the same thing but it's carnosaur and Carnosaur gets a pass because it's fucking Carnosaur. I know if you folks know about Vito and his Carnosaur love. Now that belongs in the top five, especially for you. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Yeah, I used, I love that movie, and I I used to have all the toys. I have some of them still. I think I gave you some of mine. You did. I think I've got the Queen up there. Yeah, you do. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yes. Yeah. But I used to have more, and it's still popular. It's real popular these days. They've got all new. They made toys for everybody in that movie damn and all the ships and all the different nice uh, yeah it's t- i was like oh i can't even <laughs> i can't even get into all that but it's it's real cool no that's a great choice have you ever seen that movie all the way through meg um i don't know if i have if i have it's been a really long time wow yeah that'd be one, one worth watching sometime that's a that's a good beers and pizza and watching a movie fucking and i got to meet lance henriksen that's a couple right. years ago, and he was like the nicest guy in the entire world, man. That's awesome. Nice. He was so cool. Yeah. I wish I could have met Bill Paxton. Yeah. yeah. He was on my list, man. Dude, because he just seems super fucking cool. But I did get to meet uh, Michael Bean. But that's right. You did. Yeah. And he signed a quote from this movie on my picture of him. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, Megan. Yes. You're number three. Uh, mine's pretty obvious. It's 1978. Oh. Is that one that I talked about already? It is. We kind of already talked about it. So um, it is 1978's Grease. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. Travolta. Yeah. And a cast of many others that- Many, yeah. Many other- uh, Amazing people. Yeah, names Actors. And stuff. Again, another one I grew up with. I just idolized. I wanted to be Sandy, you know, be this shy, quiet girl and then- Turn it as badass. Well, that never happened, but that's what I wanted to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah, we all are. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then John Travolta, I mean, come on. Fucking amazing. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, what, what more do you want me to say? <laughs> I remember how giddy you got when we met him, or we didn't meet him, but we saw him at that convention a couple years ago. So you were like, cool. oh my gosh, John Travolta. I was going to meet him too. Yeah. I was going to do it, and then they sold out. Yeah. Him not too long. That was a lot of money. Though. It was a lot of money. It <laughs> saved like, me a lot of sure? money. I mean, that's. I was like, I'm doing it. <laughs> but I mean, but again, here's the thing: if you're going to pay that kind of money, have it be somebody like that. You yeah. know, like that's a heavy hitter for me. Yeah, you know, don't don't pay like you know two hundred dollars because you're going to meet gorgeous George from the WCW or something <laughs> like that. It's like I mean, maybe some people are like, hey, you know, it's like hey, if that's what floats your boat. But yeah, I mean, if it's something like, yeah, I mean, I guess like, I, see, I'm not, you know me, I'm not that big on meeting people. I don't really get into that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool for you guys. I, I, I like seeing you guys meet it, but I'm, for me, I'm just like, okay, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be like me if I got to meet Olivia Newton-John, you know, cause I'm a fucking huge fan of Olivia Newton-John. Mm-hmm. So that's like the kind of thing where it's like, well, you can meet her, but it's going to cost you like 200 bucks. It's like, that seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was I was ready. Had my card out and everything. I was ready. I was on my way there. And they're like, girl. Vito's bitch are pulling on me. He's like, stop. You can't. You shouldn't do it. I was like, I don't care. Let go, Vito. And then it was too late. Yeah. And you were off doing comic books or something. Yeah, I was probably. Off Vito to handle me on my own. Yeah. You tell me I'm going to go spend $200 on comic books. And it's like, well, duh. (laughs) Easily. You know, it's hard. I got to talk myself into not doing that because, you know. I don't need any more comic books, but well, you know how I, I already talked about this movie. You know yeah. that it's one of my, it made my, and the era of the 1950s. And I just, I just love it. It's something intriguing to me. And I love the music. The soundtrack is stuck with me more even than the movie has. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'll watch the movie. I watch it now and then, but the soundtrack is what I go to the most because I love fifties music. And yes, stuff. You know? I agree. And it's got you know, stuff written on there by the Bee Gees, and I love the Bee Gees. Can't go wrong with the Bee Gees. Disco and 50s music. <laughs> I'm all for it. Well, I'm a kid of the 70s, man. I mean, that's what it was all about, you know? So, anyway, nice. All right. You know I agree with that. Well, uh-huh. m- my number three is probably, might be a surprise to some people. Be like, oh, wow, I wouldn't expect that. But my number three is not a surprise to you guys. It's a movie that came out in 1980. It's a movie that stars Christopher Reeve. Mm -hmm. But he's not wearing a cape. Oh. Oh. He's wearing a pocket watch. It is. (laughs) He has a very very important pocket watch and a bowler hat and a pinstripe suit that was 10 years out of date. It is this time travel movie that we've talked about before called Somewhere in Time. Very good movie. I I agree. Know. That's a great, great choice. And I'm not going to go on and on about it because I've talked about it so much on the show before. But yeah, again, soundtrack, you know, I still I, I, I still listen to that soundtrack a lot, all the time. It's a constantly playing one because Rachmaninoff is amazing. You know, uh, uh, John Barry's score is amazing. It's just, yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's a great. And then, of course, Christopher Reeves, one of my favorite actors, especially as Superman, but even other stuff he did. And Jane Seymour is one of my favorite actresses. And I love time travel stories. And Mm -hmm. I love the idea of dreams and whether, you know, and so this this movie just ticks all those boxes. Incredible, incredible score, incredible cast, incredible time travel stuff, incredible dream related kind of stuff, afterlife related stuff, like all the things that it's like. That's what I'm into. <laughs> it's so a perfect movie. Yeah, it doesn't. Have, it didn't have any toys or comic books or anything tied in. So I guess that's the only <laughs> thing that doesn't tick those boxes. But for this movie, I don't need it. So okay. yeah. So if you're into all that kind of stuff and you haven't seen this, is one another one of those movies that did not do well when it came out at all. It, this movie really didn't do well. Some of that was because. There was a strike in Hollywood going on, like a writer's strike and everything. And so um, actors and directors and writers were prohibited by the guild and everything. They weren't allowed to go out and promote the movie. So, like, there was no, like, going on Johnny Carson, you know, with uh, Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeve to promote it. They couldn't do it. So this movie just sort of slipped out there. And... But the benefit of it was because it did that, it wound up on pay TV and cable, like, right away. Mm. So the movie was out probably by, you know, whatever it was, early, mid uh, 1980. And within a couple of months, it was on cable and stuff. So and that's where I saw it. Like 
a lot of movies right now. Yeah. yeah. They can't get out there and promote them. Yeah. Can't go to theaters. So. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if there's any kind of similar reactions to movies where like things that came out recently and just sort of didn't have a lot of fanfare if they pick up steam i've noticed that with movies like that birds of prey movie that came out the uh the harley quinn movie it came out last year during the at the just at the start of the pandemic and everything and what's funny is you didn't really hear that people talk about that movie too much but then i've talked to a bunch of people that i know that are like oh dude that would i actually i saw that's like my favorite movie of 2020 Wow. Like, it was a really cool, crazy, fucking over-the-top psychotic movie, you know? Like, it's totally sick. So I watched it, and I didn't love it, but it was like, oh, this was entertaining, you know? Like, I, I, I it probably deserved to be much more popular than it, than it was. Hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, maybe it'll have the same effect. But anyway, yeah, that's how it was for Somewhere in Time, and thankfully it's found a... It's still kind of considered a cult movie in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a great movie. I agree. Okay. All right. Moving on. It's We're getting down to the uh, the final two, the final battle. You know, this is like- the Bread and butter right here. It's just like Street Fighter versus X-Men, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, we're, we're really getting into it. We are at number two. Ooh. Yeah. It's, yeah. See, number two deserves that kind of like, ooh, ah, kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't. I just, I I had to go with it. That was just the sound effect I chose. (laughs) So, and Vito, you're number two. It's a movie from 1994. Okay. Has to do about traveling to another world. Okay. Using technology that the government has acquired. Has its roots in ancient Egypt. It's okay. a magical ring with chevrons. <gasps> oh. It's a movie called Stargate. Stargate. Wow. Wow. Stargate the movie is number two. Stargate the movie is number two. Holy shit. I wouldn't have <laughs> called that one for, I wouldn't have made that one, like no. if I was writing this list trying to guess, that would not have been above some of these other ones. Wow. I don't I, I would have replaced that with total recall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I was going with it at first. No, because he did that's what I was like, what well, he did recall already. Yeah. So interesting. This was like a life changing movie for me. Interesting. So at the time, um so I grew up religious and this movie kind of like flipped all that on my head because I was like, wait a minute. There's these aliens that are impersonating themselves as gods and controlling people to do stuff. And I was like Huh, that's interesting. And that led me on a path of like researching other, otherworldly whatever topics that were outside of the the teachings that I grew up in. So it was kind of a weird, like paradigm shift for me at that age because okay. I was only like twelve. Right. And that I think that might have offset my like fascination with aliens and Egyptian lore and visual, you know, Egyptian visuals and stuff like that. So gotcha. I attribute this movie to that. And that's why it's at number two at the spot it's at. You know, oh, I never thought about this movie being the thing that that ticked your uh, your box for the Egyptian thing. That yeah. makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And, and I wanted to be Doctor Jackson, where like you had this theory that no one believed you about, but then all of a sudden you were fucking vilified because you were right the entire time. And these alien creatures really did do all this stuff. It's just it's right. it's a fascinating subject, and I still get goosebumps to this day when I watch him 
deciphering the message right. and the symbols and be like, we did it. We cracked the code. And they opened the gate and I was like, oh my, dude, I, even right now I'm like feeling goosebumps because it's <laughs> right. such a cool event, man, to think that if that actually happened, I would go through that gate right. in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely, you would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you're explaining it right now, it all makes like perfect fucking sense to me, but it's just I wouldn't have expected that like I don't know like you don't talk about Stargate as lot, much as yeah. the other stuff. Wonder why that is. I don't know. I just I guess it's more of a It's just ingrained in you. Yeah, you I guess so. Kind of like it. me with the Star Wars thing. I guess so, yeah. And okay. I was really really big into Stargate SG-1 the TV series it happened okay. like 97 that was a spin-off of this movie. But yeah, this movie dude is just so incredible. It's one that I'll always watch no matter what time of day it's on. I got to sit there and watch it wherever it is. You know? Right. I haven't seen it in years. That's what we need to do. We just need to do like a total, um, make a list of like all these ones that we talk about that, that we, you know, wax poetically about, geek poetically mm-hmm. about, and, uh, you know, watch them together. Because, man, I haven't seen that in years. Did you ever see Stargate the movie? I have, yes. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't remember a lot about it, though. Yeah, That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. You forget me. everything. I do. I watch it like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. We do. We <laughs> like do. Immediately after. like We do reviews of TV shows. We watch the episode that night, and then we go downstairs, and it's like, okay, we're going to talk about this episode, and then Meg's like, I don't remember what happened. It's like, we just watched it, Megan. <laughs> I just watch it for entertainment. I don't watch it to like digest it. It makes me really bad at doing this stuff. But <laughs> And then everybody yells at me and it's like, that hairy guy's talking too much. <laughs> He's trying to like take it away from her. And I'm like, I am trying to keep the boat from sinking. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Give him a break. <laughs> and then she keeps me on track, you know, with stuff and is like, stay on course, on. Larry, you know. <laughs> And you're forgetting about it. It's like, oh yeah, okay, okay. So it, it works out well. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, speaking of going off track, Stargate. <laughs> so, and I must have owned this movie on VHS, DVD, HDVD, uh, Blu-ray, the Blu-ray special edition. I must have owned nice. this movie like five separate times. Nice. You know, I don't know why, but I just kept buying it because <laughs> it's your number two favorite movie of all <laughs> time. That's why. And that's, that's all you need. That's what you do, man. You, who are you talking to? I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are like, I get it. I'm even in the middle of reading the Stargate sequel book that came out like the year after this movie. Oh, It oh, has nice. nothing to do with the TV series. So there's a lot of stuff that like doesn't make sense to me because, oh, wait, they didn't do it in the series, but the series didn't exist yet. So they're going off the lore from the movie. So but wasn't that like some of the controversy when the series came out, if I, I think, recall? I think so. Because a lot of people were like, wait a minute, you're like straying off of, you know, it's kind of like how people feel about the expanded universe stuff from Star Wars, you know. Like, what do you mean this is it? What about these books? It's like, no, we're disregarding those books. It's like, God damn you. <laughs> so, yeah, how do you feel about this book so far? Um, it's interesting because I don't know if it's that well ri- uh, written because <laughs> the, the aliens that are like raw species, they talk like modern day humans would and it's like, no, oh. they wouldn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just very odd. <laughs> kind of lazy. <laughs> yeah, and right now, like, a military um, engineer group has gone to the planet from Stargate, and now they're going to force the workers to mine the minerals for them, and they're going to try to pay them in American dollars. <laughs> try to convince them that this is going to be the new currency on their planet. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. 
<laughs> okay, now so, I'm starting to understand why uh, why they just let that go. Why SG one was what it was yeah. and not that. Yeah, that sort of makes sense. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Well, maybe I won't read that. Yeah. Book. I don't even know if I'm going to finish it to be honest with you. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> Megan. Yeah. What's your number two? I went with a newer movie. Okay. I went with 2004. Oh. National Treasure. Oh, of okay. course. Okay. God, I, I forgot. thought you were going to say National Lampoon something. And I was like, no, wait a minute. That's weird. Came out in 2004. But... Yeah, yeah no, that one. There's no good National Lampoon anything that came out in 2004. <laughs> no. No. That makes sense. I forgot that that wasn't already mentioned in your list. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. Number two. I love, I love all those movies. Mm-hmm. But the, again, the first one hooked me, Nicolas Cage, Diana Kruger. Right. Uh, who played the father? Was uh, it John, John Voight. Voight? John Voight. Yes. Yeah, John Voight. And Sean Bean's in it. Right. Does yeah. he die? No. No. Um, not, no, not really. No, he goes to jail. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he dies in prison? No. <laughs> Do they he behead actually, him? <laughs> he, yeah. He actually does not die in this movie. It's like the one movie where yeah. he doesn't die, but... He's the bad guy, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. Again, everything is you got a treasure hunt, you got history put into it, you got a rugged guy, you got the funny sidekick. I love Yeah, him. you are about the funny sidekick <laughs> shit. Wow. And yeah. the badass girl that knows all the information. That ends up in a romantic tryst with the rugged guy. Uh, yeah, there's yep. you really I do got have a, thing. a style. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. Ticks all those boxes. So, and I, I I just adore it. You're the kind of person, right, that you like, if you get like, if you see some kind of like old piece of paper, some old, like, uh, it could be an old book or some old something, you're like wondering if it's got secret like maps printed into it and mm-hmm. stuff like that, aren't you? Yeah. She's yeah. got a vial of vinegar she carries with her to make sure there's no like yeah. invisible ink or something. Yeah, <laughs> with some like squirt some lemon juice on there with a hair dryer. Yeah. Oh man. I'm not stick it in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> Too dangerous. <laughs> no, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. It's such a great series. I'm really excited that they're supposed to be bringing it back and carrying on with it. It's like way overdue. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what how they do this. Don't yeah. mess it up. <laughs> They're probably going to mess it up. They always yeah, do. They are. Well, you never know. Eh. We'll see. It could be better. They should get James Rollins to write it. Holy shit. That would be good, huh? That would be good. I, I would be definitely all in. I don't care if it's <laughs> shit after that. Well, you I'm know, in. You know what's interesting is I feel like what happened with National Treasure was like, because not too long after that was when they started coming out with things like... Uh, the Tom Hanks uh, Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. I love those. Right. And I feel like those. Yeah, you throw a church in there too, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I love Catholic like mysteries and, and stuff like that. Absolutely. Those are really good. But I think that those sort of like usurped the crown. You know what I mean? Like it was like National Treasure. Like people were really into those. And then Da Vinci Code and stuff came out and everybody was like, oh, no, wait. Like this is what we want is more like this, a little bit darker, more darker, serious. Exactly. And everything. And then poor National Treasure was like, oh, what about <laughs> us? You know, like, you know, it, it, I have a feeling it's going to have a huge cult following. 
I think give it's, it more time. I think it's starting to. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, even though I love the Da Vinci Code and stuff, um, I prefer National Treasure. Me too. I, w- I would be more likely to sit down and watch National Treasure again than Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code, unfortunately, with those movies, is it's like once or twice kind of thing, and then you're sort of like, eh, it's I'm good. <laughs> it's good, but yeah, 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 like I'm, yeah, I know where it's going, so it's kind of spoiled. Sort of like Sixth Sense, you know. It's like you don't need to watch that movie again because <laughs> you already know how it goes. Yeah, yeah the twist is spoiled. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> twist. So, all right, my number two. This one is not going to come as a surprise to anybody in this room. <laughs> <laughs> movie that came out in 1980. It's about as campy as it gets, has an amazing soundtrack by the band Queen, and it's a movie called Flash Motherfucking Gordon. (laughs) Yes, folks, Flash Gordon is my number two favorite fucking movie of all time. Wow. That is ridiculous. That movie is great. (laughs) I love that movie. I love that movie. That movie is like... Just like you guys bring up and stuff like that's the movie that for me, when I was seven years old, I was just like, oh, this is just like everything I want out of life. Like (laughs) I want to, you know, like I want to be Flash Gordon, you know, like I'll play football and then get like kidnapped on a rocket and go to a fake planet and have a couple of chicks fighting over me and like have to battle with whips and rocket cycles. And there's Hawkmen and lizard people and Clytus with that stupid Dr. Doom mask and, and his tongue sticking out when he gets the spikes through him. This spoke to me on every fucking level. <laughs> all right. Plus, you know, it's got the soundtrack by possibly the greatest band of all time next to the Beatles, which is Queen. You know, just, you know, probably my favorite guitarist of all time, Brian May, who who was the guy who mainly composed and created the soundtrack for that movie. So amazing. Every time, almost every time that I work out, I listen to that soundtrack as part of my workout playlist because I still want to be Flash Gordon. <laughs> it's just great. Like when you're running on the treadmill, that's what you're listening to. Is, I'm Flash Gordon. I'm fast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That makes sense. That makes I'm a lot of sense now. Not even trying to be funny. <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Look over next time you see it, and I'm probably watching the scene. I actually watch, I'm probably I'm watching, video next time. I'm watching the scene when the, the Hawkmen and Flash on the rocket cycle take over Ajax, the, the Ming ship and everything, and they have that, and they play the battle theme music. Dude, fucking awesome. That makes me, I will go and just start beating the fuck out of everybody in that gym (laughs) at that point. I'll be fucking swinging around poles and doing flips. I'll be doing all that shit, man, because I just love that movie. And, uh, you know, it's got its cult, like, serious following. And, you know, it's one of those people either are like, that movie rules, or people are like, that is the dumbest movie ever. (laughs) I am on team rules, man. I just... I love, love that movie. The more I thought about it, because even at first when I was making this list and I was like trying to figure out where to put Flash Gordon, I was like, okay, where am I? You know, I had it further down and then the more and more I kept thinking about it and I and then I watched it again and I'm like, no, man. <laughs> this almost, almost was my number one favorite movie of all time. <laughs> the Jesus look that Vito just got on his face. <laughs> almost and then i was like okay no 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 like simmer down (laughs) like you gotta 
you got to reel it back a little bit. You know, this is, it's just, it's the greatest. I love it more than Star Wars. I love it more than Star Trek. I love it. I love it more than Marvel. Yeah. Flash Gordon, that would be like my, my uh, Desert Island movie. <laughs> <Beatles -like>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you hit us with some stunners on this one. Yeah. I got some interesting tastes, you know, I'll tell you. When we usually really... give Vito a hard time, but fuck, dude. No, no, no. I think Vito's are pretty, uh, Vito's are pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. Some people might question that mission to Mars thing, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, but otherwise, but no, I get, I get it, man. You know, when I've got things like Somewhere in Time and Flash Gordon and stuff, yeah, it's. And there's similarities, man. They've got a scientist there. They got Dr. Zarkov. That his same thing. He gets ousted by NASA because they say his theories about the alien invasion and, and all that stuff are outlandish. And then he comes to find out it's right when all that hot hail starts hitting it. Hot and hail. he goes, I've been right for all these years. <laughs> and everything. Hey, Arnold. Yeah, no. He, well, it's fucking Zarkov. Peter Russian. Yeah, whatever he is. He's from the Eastern <laughs> Bloc. He's from the Eastern Bloc somewhere over there. Fiddler on the roof, you know, <laughs> but uh, that's what he that's what he played. It's my number two, and I'm standing by it. Man. Okay. With that, you know where we're at. We're at the big, the big number one. We're actually here, guys. We made it all the way to number one. I don't think Vito's is going to be a big surprise. I'm not even going to, not even going to try to make a joke and go with some stupid movie that you guys be like, really? Because you guys know. You guys know, too, because I bring it up probably every single show. <laughs> maybe with the exception, I think maybe two shows we've done, I've never brought up Terminator 2, but other than that, it's always been in there. So Yeah, so just talk about it. Vito's there number it one is... Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I mean, you guys know this by yeah. now, if you've listened to our show. How many copies of this movie do you own? <sighs> Not not as many as you'd think. So I own it on VHS. I've got like this VHS box that has like T1, right. T2, and like a special making of thing. Then I've got the T2 special edition on DVD. And I do not actually own this on Blu-ray. So I only have it twice. And I have the soundtrack on CD. Wow. Yeah. I know what we're getting him for his birthday. <laughs> right? That's an easy. Because doesn't the Blu-ray have like a bunch of extra shit that's not available anywhere else? It might. But the DVD I have has a shit ton of extra features on it okay. so i don't know like if there's anything new on the blu-ray huh. so okay yeah, it might be worth looking into yeah that i mean it's t2 did you see this at the theater i honestly don't remember to be honest with you okay. i distinctly remember renting this from the library all the time but i don't think i saw this in the theater of course you yeah it from the library yeah. if people don't know Vito's whole Childhood, world yeah comes from renting things that library like if Vito ever became a billionaire i think he would erect a monument to that library i would yeah yeah i mean You'd not kidding library. i would probably construct my own library and just pump it full of like the stuff that i would rent from the that's library. a cool idea actually <laughs> that would be a unique library it would wouldn't it That'd be great <laughs> Can you imagine if we could make our own library man oh. like like the educational value would be like this but then the entertainment value would be like that much it'd be like the complete opposite of what a library should be <laughs> i don't know i think a lot of the stuff we're into is actually pretty Pretty damn educational. <laughs> I think we'd have a cool library. So fun tidbit: I used to rent this tape from the local video store so much that the guy was like, "Listen, man, you guys rent this like almost every week. Why don't you try a different movie?" And he did give me a different movie to rent, which shows up in my honorable mentions. So we'll, oh, we'll save wow. it for that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. 
So why is why is this your number one movie? It's got time travel. It's got robots. It's got liquid metal robots. It's got a kid that has a, a cyborg that protects him from a robot trying to kill him from the future. It's just it's so damn cool, man. <laughs> I just love time travel and robots, and like this is that movie gets into end of the world stuff. Yeah, deals mm-hmm. with the future. Deals. Yeah, it does have almost everything. Messed up death scenes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got incredible action, arguably probably the best action scenes that were ever created at the time it's been it was released. Yes. I mean, you might feel that it still does, but I'm just saying I don't think <laughs> I think it's less arguable. I think when that movie came out, that was just like uh that was a holy shit movie. People were like, "Holy shit, this movie is just Everything about it, the way it looked, the way it sounded, soundtrack's great. Oh yeah, Guns and Roses, Fidel, all that, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. And it, it paved the way for a lot of special effects that came after this movie that oh. had not been done before. You know, yeah. James Cameron was just—I mean, he's got to be one of the, if not the greatest, one of the greatest directors of all time. Oh yeah, he makes such incredible films that go on to do billions of dollars yeah. in revenue. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it's like when James Cameron does something, it's like, okay, this is, it, it's total, like, go monstrously big or go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's crazy. Don't hold him back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll never make, like, a small indie film that's like a mumblecore movie. It's like, <laughs> no, nah, dude, it's not going to be that. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, yeah. We, that's, um, your, your number one is no surprise to anybody that knows you. And rightfully so. I mean, it's definitely, it's one of the greatest movies of all time, period. Yeah. So, nice, man. Megan, I have no idea what your number one is. Well, this is where I kind of, we were talking about last episode, I kind of broke the rules. Okay. Because I couldn't not, not break the rules. Okay. I went with 1989, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's your number one movie of all time. Yeah. All right, tell us. I mean, it's not my list. It's yours. I mean, no, it's a fucking great movie. You know I love that movie. Sean Connery? Yeah, no. Yeah, 007 himself in it? (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) No, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... It's it, weird because I think it's a more entertaining movie in a lot of ways overall. But for me, like if I was going to make it, it for me, it would have been Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just this is my go to. If I want to do Indiana Jones, I would rather watch Crusade because I love the tank scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. He's on the horse and he's caught. He's going to die. And then the tank goes over here and they go, ah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they go, right. <laughs> yeah. Great. I love the fact that whenever Megan explains movies, it's never like, well, there's this scene. It's never like this breakdown. It's always done in sound effects. <laughs> it's like, it's like the great, this movie was great because this guy was like, whoa, and then the chick goes, and I was getting so, and I could only stand so much of the, and then this other thing happened and went, and it was like, it was, how can you not love that? But you totally know what she's talking about. Oh, like, I you're do. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I totally know what she's talking about. I'm not doing. so good with my words. <laughs> so I, so I no. do my lame sound effects, okay? No, it works. It works for you. <laughs> and I get it. We know exactly the, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you got the high blonde. Where she's like, oh, look at me. Elsa. Yeah, I had a big crush Elsa. on Elsa. Oh, yeah, she's oh, yeah. gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but she chose poorly <laughs> yeah and you got the grail the holy grail yeah and the knights i love i mean seriously 
the knights thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Oh, line sinker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I again. This is why it's good to do this. Just like with Vito explaining th- like things like Stargate taking me for such you know making me so surprised. I apologize because I would not have jumped to the conclusion that that would have been your number one movie. But now as you're explaining it and I'm thinking about the movie, I'm like, oh, of course that's her number one movie. (laughs) No, I mean it like because it's got everything. It's got all those Megan elements. Mm -hmm. It's got the romance, the treasure hunting. History. history. You add the church stuff into it. The action stuff. The Knights of Templar and... And, and then when the you action, count, you got the romance, you got the comedy where right, it's got your kind like, of comedy. <laughs> so sleeps with both the dad and the brother, yeah. and then they're like, what, what, what? Yeah. And they're on Dude, fire. Did, it's that stuff totally went over my head when I was a kid. Oh yeah, of <laughs> and course. I was like, she talks in her sleep, huh? That's interesting. I wonder what that means. And then Lara's like, oh yeah, she totally bone ball for him. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And then on top of it, just the cherry on top of all of that for Megan is it's Harrison Ford. Boom. Right. So it makes complete sense that that is sort of like... Put a fork in me, I'm done. Right. That is sort of like the acorn from which all the other... You're romancing the stones and your, your you know, other things. National treasure, National treasure and all that kind of stuff. Like the museum. They all kind of come out of the, the seed that was... Harrison Ford. And, yeah, and Indiana Jones particularly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense to me. That's my solid number one, forever and always. Oh. I, I got this VHS tape last crusade from a McDonald's Happy Meal, because back in the early 90s, they would run these deals where if you bought some kind of meal, you'd get a VHS. Yeah. I got Dances with Wolves one time. I got Last wow. Crusade, and yeah. I think... Back to the Future 2 was another one, if I remember. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Boy, you got a lot out of them up. Happy yeah. Meals. <laughs> and I just think we remember in Indiana Jones, I in Last Crusade, I always remember this because I would I would play basketball at that time in grade school. And I had a game that night, so I had to stop the VHS tape at exactly the point where Donovan goes to those Arab guys and tries to buy him off with those Rolls Royces. Hmm. And I had to stop the tape there and go to my basketball, basketball game, and I always remember that scene. For that reason. Isn't it weird yeah. how certain things imprint in you? I have that too. I totally have that too. Yeah, that's funny. I can remember, you know, where I first ate my my first impossible burger. <laughs> of all things. Anytime I drive past, I'm like, oh yeah, that's where I got the my first impossible burger was from. <laughs> that that's the vegan burger from yeah, Burger King. Like, yeah, or it was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like who knows? And obviously, you heard you've heard my top five so far, and you know I'm very strange. So no, I think your guys' uh, choices, your number ones, are super fucking solid, and both like great movies that I would sit down and watch right now if we had to. Okay. You know? So my number one um, probably won't surprise you guys. I know it won't surprise people that are closest to me and everything, but it's one of those ones that really kind of strays from all of the geeky stuff so much, but it definitely appeals to the core of me as a musician and everything. And it kind of goes in line with what you just said about remembering things and how you correlate things with movies. And it is a movie from 2000 by Cameron Crowe. It's called Almost Famous. I knew it. Uh Yeah. (laughs) I just, I, God, I mean, it's one of those movies where it's like, A, it parallels aspects of my life for better or worse in a lot of ways 
it's the life that I always wanted to lead. But unfortunately, this movie takes place in 1973. I was born in 1973. So, you know, obviously that wasn't in the cards for me. But this is mm-hmm. the world I always wanted it to be. And unfortunately, by the time I was old enough to live this life, it's very different. It's one of those movies where I can not only just generally relate to the whole thing because it's about musicians, you know, struggling, you know, in the face of stardom, which we, we don't have stardom. <laughs> no. But we've tried to attain it to a certain degree. But, uh, you know, just about the everything. There's so many things that happened in that movie that I'm like, God, I can relate to this. You know, and again, in good ways and bad. There's stuff that, you know, I relate to in a wonderful way. There's other things that it's like, oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> but I relate to so many different characters, not only the main characters and the band and stuff, Russell and Jeff and all them, but also William Miller, the right, the kid, you know, that and everything. Cause I'm like, well, that was, I was that kid too. In a lot of ways, you know, I love to, that's why I do this show. It's cause I love to talk about things and get delve into stuff. And I, I'm the guy that watches every music documentary and reads every musical biography and autobiography and magazines. How many books and magazines do I have in my house, Meg? Uh, shit ton. <laughs> Like a ridiculous amount, ridiculous. And that's mostly what I read most of the time is that stuff. Even at my age, I'm still interested. So here it is in movie form. Plus there's really cool relationship things that go, you know, like relationships between people, like uh, family relationships, interband relationship stuff. And I don't just mean like, you know, uh, romantic and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit of that in this movie, too, with Penny and Russell and stuff like that. But I mean, it, yeah, it's just it's to me, it's it's a perfect movie. And I loved it when I first saw it. And then shortly thereafter, maybe a year later, if that they came out with what they called the untitled version, which is like an hour longer. It's mm. a really wow. long version of this movie. And it's it's perfect. It's one of those where I'm like, they should never, I get why they had to cut it down. They should never have cut it down because none of the stuff they added back in do I go, ah, oh, that didn't really need to be there. Everything needed to be there and made it infinitely better of a movie. And the original movie was great. I mean, it won Academy Award, you know, and everything. Oh, wow. So, you know, the original movie was great. This it just, it's perfect. It's one of those ones that, and, you know, I say that about a lot of these movies like, oh, yeah, I'd watch it all the time. I could watch it now. This is one of those ones that I don't know if there's ever a time where it's not on or if somebody wants to watch it. There's something that I'd be like, nah, you know what I mean? It's just ingrained in me. I, I own it in every format, every version of it. I own the soundtrack. I have the limited edition, very, very rare, untitled version of the soundtrack on double vinyl that's worth a lot of money. I have I it's the only movie on my list and only movie at all that I own actual props <laughs> from the movie. You have that prop of it. I have I have the movie uh the uh I'm sorry, I have the record album cover. They pressed up fake out because there are no actual Stillwater band albums, but they pressed up like album covers for scenes like in the concerts and there's scenes where fans are running up and every I own one of the record album wow. covers, man. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I actually own one of those. I own like a bunch of promotional things that only went out to industry insiders of like, you know, special shirts and things you couldn't buy in store. I'm really into this fucking movie. And I saw this movie 
when we were traveling with the band at the time. And I was kind of at a low ebb in my life because of personal things that were going on. And the band was, this was before you were even in the band. And I, you know, the band was starting to really like do something and everything. We were starting to travel. I think I saw this, I was in Worcester or something like that. I think that was the show we were, we were in new England and, uh, I saw it while I was there. I didn't see it in the theater, unfortunately. I saw it on like on demand, and me and Joe, our old drummer, yeah. watched it. He because he had seen it. He was like, "Oh, you got to watch it. It's great." And I watched it. And I think it was just like the right movie at the right time in my life and the right place and everything. And it was like, it made me like really go, "Okay, yeah, this is what I want to do." Because I had joined November's Doom without getting too long-winded into this. I had joined November's Doom kind of tentatively. I don't know if you ever knew that. Like, I I had to really be talked into joining Mm, this I think you guys sort of mentioned that. Yeah, I had to be sort of talked into it because I had basically given up on playing music with any kind of seriousness at all. And it'll do that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's still, but, uh, I had kind of given up and I was doing the geek thing. I owned my comic book and toy store and I, you know, and then I got married and that was a whole fucking thing. And that didn't work out (laughs) and stuff. And so, and I lost the store and I was doing, no, I was doing our band, but I was sort of not really thinking about it in terms of anything super serious. I was still, I still sort of felt like I was just, kind of going along with it a little bit and I saw that movie and that combined with all the changes and losses I had in my life at the time and everything and me getting that feeling I got from that movie of like it reignited like oh this was why you started doing it in the first place like this was that and that movie is all about this that movie they talk about that they talk about that feeling that music and playing music and seeing music and being in the business and around it you know sometimes it's terrible and horrible things happen and people act like assholes and they take advantage of you but the overall thing is like there's this like feeling that it gives you that brings that breathes life into you and it and it helps you you know get through and it was like that movie sort of like it literally almost was like a light switch in my head i was like oh i remember now like this was why i started doing this in the first place a lot of this other stuff is bullshit this was why i started doing it and then that was when i took a bigger role in the band in terms of writing music really getting involved in it stepping up and not just being the new guy because at the time i was still kind of the new guy you know and everything and so it's very personal to me for that reason i'm sorry i went on this long thing but it is my number one so Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i still when i watch that obviously i've seen it a bazillion times i don't need to watch it again but when i watch it there's still elements and parts in there i mean that whole scene, I know it's cliche, it's the scene everybody remembers from that movie, but the Tiny Dancer scene with all of them on the bus singing Tiny Dancer by Elton John together and everything, and it's been spoofed and stuff so many times now. But like that scene, like at that point, there's all sorts of personal bullshit going on. The band's sort of breaking up. There's there's personal issues going on. The kid, William, the kid, is all afraid like everything and then they sing that song together and there's this camaraderie and it's in it like and that just exemplifies the whole thing of like this is the thread this is the fuel this is what 
this is the life, you know what I mean, that it breathes into. This is why everybody's here on this bus is because of this, because of this music and what it does. We might be fighting. There might be all sorts of crazy shit going on and things are falling apart. But then they come together in that song, in that moment and everything. And it sort of it. it yeah, it just heals and brings everything back together. And I'm like. That's why I did this in the first place. That's why I started playing music was because of the camaraderie and the friendship because I finally had friends. I finally had a life. I finally had a goal and a purpose in my life because up to the point when I started playing in bands when I was in my early teens, I was I had no idea what I was going to do. I had nothing, you know what I mean? So it helped reignite that and at least for a little while <laughs> things went great. It could be worse, man. We're still doing all right, oh, yeah. actually. All things, <laughs> all things considered, we still do all right, and I'm very grateful for it, you know. But that's, yeah, I always think about that, man, you know. And times when we've been on a bus trapped in an alley that we can't navigate through in fucking Germany... <laughs> knocking knocking the mirrors off the off the tour bus because our tour bus driver decided to go down this alley and he's like oh i don't think we can fit punch it ingo yeah and we're literally knocking the mirror we hear the crush we hear the mirrors being ripped off the bus but we gotta go because we gotta be in czech republic the next afternoon and and just crazy shit like that and all the different things we've had and, and all, different incident like it, you know what i mean it's like when you go through that it's stressful but then i think you know it's like it's a thing you watch that movie and you're like oh no it's all great you know what i mean like i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for anything because it's so fucking it's so dumb that we live this life but this is our life so that's why this had to be number one and flash gordon just had to take the back seat so sorry everybody they're like larry, that makes sense larry you go on and on and on but you know this is my probably one chance uh, to really talk about this movie because we're not a music channel. We're working on that. We're working on that idea. One of these days we're working on that. But I'm interested in hearing some of these honorable mentions. I know we're already getting close to like an hour and a half here, but I think we got time for honorables. So Yeah, just a couple, Vito. Yeah, Vito, I'd love just to hear a couple, Megan. Just a couple. Oh. I have more honorables than I think I have more honorables and I actually do 20s. Well, you can list them. You <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to list them. I'm not going to actually talk about them, but So, all right, we got Contact. Yeah, great movie. Nemesis, which is the movie that that video store guy recommended I check out oh. when I kept running Terminator 2. Uh. So it's about cyborgs and stuff like that. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Hard to Kill with Steven Seagal. Dude, was there any Seagal movies on your list? No. <gasps> I know. Oh, my God. I know. Whoa. <sighs> Folks. I, this is a hard list, man. Yeah, it sure you. as fuck was. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Curse of the Puppet Master, which people are going to oh. be laughing at right now. But yeah, no, you love list. your Puppet Master. You like, you like your full moon. Movies. I do. Uh, Interstellar. Oh, That's probably the newest movie, I think. Oh, dude. Yeah. That could be an honorable mention for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Dude, that <laughs> definitely is. Have you ever seen that movie, Megan? I don't think I have. <gasps> oh, Megan. Megan. It's You're, one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, in and my it's, opinion. But it's not just a superhero movie. It's not just a superhero movie. It's like it's like imagine if a superhero movie was combined with Sherlock Holmes, Last Crusade, Victorian mythology, and like National Treasure. Damn. Yeah. It's so up your alley. You need to see this really movie. Good. Okay. Yeah. 
The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. So all the Sean Connery <laughs> yeah, movies made. Yeah, because Sean Connery's in League of Extraordinary Is he? Okay. Yeah. He so. plays Alan Quatermain. Yeah. It's really good. Ooh. Carnosaur 2, which I brought up earlier. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I would never. I can't believe that didn't make it into the top 20, to be Seriously, honest with you. Me yeah. too, but you know this list. Uh, Misery. <laughs> Misery. Good one. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, Predator 2, not Predator 1, but Predator 2. Yes, I said that correctly. Uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Yes, you heard that correctly as well. <laughs> People are like, Jesus. <laughs> and we've got The Shadow starring Alec Baldwin, which is another great comic wow. book type of movie. Yeah, Didn't we watch that in a restaurant in Spain? We probably did. I, I have this vague memory of us being on tour, speaking of touring. I'm and sure that, I brought that, it on my iPad or laptop, and we probably watched it. I, we had to. Have. Maybe. Okay. Because I think that's like the only time I've seen it. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Wow. So there you go. Okay. No, you know where I, <laughs> you know where it was showing? <laughs> we were in a restaurant in Spain before our Valencia show. Okay. When we were in Valencia, Spain, and that was the only time. I remember trying to watch, like, we were all the whole, all the whole tour party, we were all there, and the promoters, and they're all talking, and I got really wrapped up in watching this movie on the, on the screen as we were eating whatever bullshit we were eating, and... I remember that because then, late, yeah, I correlate that with fucking Scotchkas. Really? Yeah, because then that was the same show that afterwards when Vito made Scotchkas for the fans. Scotchkas are when you combine scotch and vodka into a glass. That's it. Oh. That's yeah, it. I, yeah, I think Paul found all that stuff when we, we, we made them that night. That was from The Room, if you guys ever seen the movie The Room. Um, yeah, that was a crazy <laughs> night, dude. That was when Vito started. <laughs> Vito was drunk and was yelling at fans, You're spilling it! <laughs> Dude, uh, they were fr- they were literally afraid. I didn't, sp- I didn't mean it. It's just when, I, when, I, when I get drunk, I get really silly and goofy and funny. I'm not a mean drunk by far. No, you know, yeah, just, no, it's, it's not that he was being mean. It's it's just that Vito's six foot six. Exactly, you're intimidating. And and these these kids come in. I don't know if they're kids, but you know what I mean. They were young. These young fans come in, and they've first time playing this town, and they're they're meeting us for the first time, and they're fans, you know, and they're like, oh my god, November's doomed. And everything, and they're standing, and Vito's like handing out drinks to him. Here, have this fucking drink, and he's very loud. And then the one kid had it, and he starts spilling it. And Vito's like, "What are you doing? You're spilling it!" <laughs> and the fucking, I think, I think I smelled a little bit of shit. But I think that guy just shit his pants a little bit. And then Vito right away was like, "Oh, it's cool, it's cool," you know, like he was laughing, and that everything was fine. But that kid just about shit his pants there. It was, yeah. It was great. But anyway, so I associate that with The Shadow. All right. So, because watching that, Scotchka's in The Shadow. Sorry. Anyway. Megan, I'm sure you have honorable mentions. I have a couple here. Um, I had Willow. I loved Willow growing up. Yeah, that's a real good one. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sleep. I love that. Really good movie. Um, I have this little silly romantic comedy. I, I didn't have any, really. Okay. In my list, but it's This Means War has Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had Star Wars. Okay. In mine, Pacific Rim. Okay. Love That's those. a good one. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Love all those. interesting. And okay. Tangled. <gasps> sure. Oh, I'm kind of surprised Tangled didn't make the list. I know. I know. I think I forgot about it until after it was too late. <laughs> I had a few I of love those. that movie, so. 
Yeah, I had a few of those. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy with the... There's too many that I could list as fucking honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. There's too many. There's things like Back to the Future, mm -hmm. uh, the first one. Uh, there's things like 1980s Popeye, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> The movie's great. God, it's Cute. so terrible. No, it's not. It's enjoyable. Robin Williams is a genius. He's so good in it. Oh, come on. What man. else you got there? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to be, that to be one... fair, I've never seen it from beginning to end. I just saw a little bit on TV. I was well, like, well, oh, you don't like stuff. musicals. No, anyway, I don't. That's, so, yeah. you know, but the musicals parts isn't even the, it's the, some of the shit that he mutters under his breath <laughs> yeah. is so fucking funny, man. The, the cast did amazing in that movie. Anyway, uh, another one that really, really should have been on my list is 1982, or 81, 82, somewhere around there. Clash of the Titans. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because, man, I love I love my old, you know, Greek mythology movies mm -hmm. and stuff. I could do a whole list just of those. Clash of Titans would have been on there. Um, the old, going back to early 1960s, uh, I would have put Jason and the Argonauts on my mm -hmm. list. Fuck, that's probably actually even better than Clash of the Titans, really. You know, that could have been on there. Um, man, again, there's so much. Animal House is another movie that really, really, I really love and I still enjoy and everything. That That's an honorable mention. It's just tons of them, man. Yeah. yeah that remind me of old movie, like Ten Commandments. Oh, oh that's a great that. movie. That movie's incredible. Yeah. Another movie that I want to put in my honorable mentions because I've talked about it recently and I think we, we talked about it in another episode, one of the other episodes of this, and it would, I, I don't remember if I said it was an honorable mention or not, but it is, is Star Trek Nemesis. That, that last Star Trek movie, it's fucking phenomenal. Folks, mm -hmm. give it a chance. <laughs> it's a phenomenal movie. I love Nemesis, dude. Mm -hmm. So many people fucking rag on that movie. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that was the that was the last right of the next gen, of the next gen ones. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I love I love yeah. I watched it recently and I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what for that matter. I'd even I, Star Trek Nemesis, Star Trek the Motion Picture. God, I love Motion Picture. Wrath of Khan, and even um, what was the uh, the Chris Pine Beyond. Mm-hmm. Those all could be honorable mention ones for me. But again, now we're just getting all Trek. Semantics, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, the other Star Wars movies, you know, yeah, that, you know, that kind of goes, you know, Marvel movies, fuck. You know, there's the, so many great ones. Of those, yeah, yeah, so that's why I said I'm not going to go crazy. But yeah. That's, uh, that's where it's at. Mm -mm -mm. I got two turntables and a microphone. Word. <laughs> Good old Beck. <laughs> So that's it, folks. Uh, we want to know what you all thought of our list. I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. I think so many of you are going to be making the same face that Vito made when I mentioned Popeye. I think there's going to be a lot of that. So. I predict so. <laughs> you should have just put on your fucking Cinco mask. Yeah. You could be like, sounds good. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds Thanks good. for coming. Thanks for coming. <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> but yeah leave your comments come join us on facebook in the geeking squad group it's free to join just don't be a dillweed and be respectful and don't post questionable bullshit in there you know we don't care about your politics and all that shit come in there and let us know 
what you think. We want to know what your favorite movies are. And if you can explain, even better. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to do some sort of like follow-up thing to this somewhere down the line where maybe we revisit it and see how much it might have changed or anything like that, you know. Yeah, be interesting. But this has been fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A long Learned f- a lot about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Meg's like, and I'm letting everybody know that I'm flying solo. And this is my last episode. <laughs> <laughs> right? That better be a joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, all right. With that, we will see you all soon. And uh, we have no idea what the next thing is. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to play. Do you guys have any suggestions? We would love what suggestions. Yeah, it's been a while since we've gotten some suggestions. So if you have suggestions about the next topics we should focus on, we want to know that too. Lay it on us. Comments, comments, comments. Leave the damn comments, please. But be nice. Yeah, be nice. Or be dog meat. (laughs) (laughs) Making a fist right now. So, all right. See everybody. Bye. 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 We're out of here. Yo, have a good night. See you, San Diego. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.